in the studio In a galaxy far, far away Fandom at random came to you <laughs> What's going on, Randos? We're back, uh, that's right, in the Fandom at Random headquarters I am Edit Random Brian at Random And we hope you enjoyed last week's episode uh, If you haven't given it a listen, we did a very lo-fi a, Yeah, it was lo-fi a fun one random, you know? we, we went analog <laughs> yeah, very analog. Uh, you know what, though? It's still, again, shout out to Dave Ring. You helped Hell us out yeah. big time, man. Thanks, Dave at Random. But yeah, we've got a jam-packed episode. We've got the news at Random. We've got a very fun, uh, we're going to call it a random reaction. So not quite yes, a review, sir. but more a short snippet reaction to uh, something that we've been enjoying very much. But, I mean, with that being said, I mean, want to get right into the news, man? Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This Man. just in. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking off the news at random. At random, random. Which, speaking of which, I want to go a bit meta quick. Um, obviously, this is a podcast of all things pop culture, and uh-huh. we love, you know, Brian and I, we're into a lot of different things. Uh, one of which, we've professed our love many times for Brandon Sanderson. Hell yeah. Arguably one of our favorite authors out there. If you haven't read him, Branderson. check him out. Yeah, the check Br- him out. <laughs> the Branderson. <laughs> the Branderson. But you finally started the Arithmetist. Hell yeah. And um, dude, I'm not even going to lie. Off the bat, I wasn't getting into it. Yep. Um, I'd say it took me like the first hundred pages to really sink into it, get my teeth into it. And um, now... I think I'm 50 pages away from finishing it. Oh, I shit. I love it. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's essentially, it's it's almost like a novella. You yeah. Know, it's relatively short, but... It's still longer than I, I th- expected based on what you told me. I, I'm reading the ebook, and I think it was like around 350 pages. Yeah, but if you're listening and you want to check it out, the the kind of quick premise and Brian, you know, it's been a while since I've read it, yeah. but I'm sure you can, you can also give your two cents, but Definitely. essentially a magical world, a, a world where... You can use chalk. So certain people, they're called arithmetists, yep. they can use chalk drawings and they can make them come to life. So they're actually called chalklings. Yeah. And so you could you could literally draw like a dragon on the ground and mm-hmm. that 2D chalk dragon would come to life and you could actually make it attack somebody. Yeah. And it's basically based around the fact it's kind of like a magic or Pokemon People duel this way. They draw circles around themselves. Yeah, it's protection. Yeah, and uh, they kind of duel back and forth this way. And it, it, the magic system's really cool because, I mean, let's it's face Branderson, it, Sanderson uh, can do magic systems. That's his specialty, you know. Um, and it's tied into religion a lot, which makes it even cooler. Um, I don't know if you remember that part. I do. They Yeah, so... It, like you said, it's kind of Harry Potter-esque. To me, it's Harry Potter With, meets Full Metal Alchemist. That is, yeah. the, that is the best way to describe this. From this what book. I know from Full Metal Alchemist, that's a good uh, way to put it, definitely. But yeah, The Rhythmatist, again, if you want to get into Brandon Sanderson, I would still recommend starting with Mistborn. Oh, yeah. But if you want a short read just to get a taste, check out The Rhythmatist. Hell good yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you want to talk about this one here? Because I think you added this one to the show, Doc. I did, and... Because um, I've heard about it. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it, but basically, we started hearing about a sequel to Joker. Which I immediately said, you know, Joaquin Phoenix does not do sequels. Yeah. The man doesn't do it. No, he doesn't. And... W- 
Coming I, soon, Gladiator 2. <laughs> yeah, right? Or Johnny Cash, Walk Harder. Signs 2, <laughs> did they come back, you know? Uh, but it was denied by sources um, that it was happening. A meeting between Todd Phillips and Warner never actually happened, and that this is the part I found interesting. No other DC villains are expected to have any movies from here on out. At Which least is a lot. That's that's a flat out lie. Yeah, there's that, no way. With the this is the most profitable comic book adaptation movie ever. Exactly, it's broken tons of records. DC has been swinging and missing compared to Marvel. They finally hit one out of the park. There is no way in hell they're not going to. They are not going to capitalize on that. And yeah. I think I think this is their niche. Screw screw trying to create the giant. You know, interconnected universe yeah. that Marvel has in the MCU do do awesome, unique, standalone character study films with unique characters that you have. Yeah, at least for now, you know. I mean, do something later down the line. Do something like M uh, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, and uh, tie them into each other. But for now, stick with the you know the Scorsese type like you said, character study movies because that worked for them. They're never going to catch up to Marvel. DC fucked us. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you know? Fuck this uh, DC. <laughs> you fucked us. Um, so yeah, as of right now, it's not confirmed. There's no sequel. No villain movies happening, but we'll see if that plays it out. doesn't even need to be a villain, man. They've got enough unique, whether it's like an anti-hero, yeah. even, even an, a hero, yeah, they could do a unique story with. So. Definitely. There's so yeah. much material that they have. They can make something work, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, some tech technology news. I mentioned uh, it a while back, uh, yeah. but I, I got my Pixel 4 XL. So Google Pixel 4 XL. And how are you? Because I like it, man. I like it I've a lot. I've been hearing things about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, hmm. I've i heard I've heard some mixed things, too, and I was a little bit hesitant going into it, but I had to upgrade my Pixel 2 XL. It was time. Yeah. And I've been pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's quick. It's snappy. Yeah. Um, a lot of people complained about battery life. I don't consider myself to be a power user per se. Yeah. I mean, I'm on my phone pretty frequently throughout the day, and I mean, it's off the charger at 5.30 a.m. Even by late night, I mean, it's still down to low 70s, high 60s, so yeah. I can live with that. See, I I would consider myself a power user at my job. Power! I'm either listening to a podcast, I have YouTube on, it doesn't matter. Do you I ever have... like walk by people and just push them out of the way, be like, power user coming through? Yep. Excuse me, power user coming. Do you through. know who I am? Make room for my Pixel 3 I'm a power XL. user on <laughs> yeah. my Pixel device. Pixel coming through, bitches. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the Pixel 3 XL is what I got, dude. I love it. The battery is insane. The screen is insane. The camera is top of the line. That's the one big upgrade on this, dude. The camera? Yeah. It's got like 17 cameras on the back. <laughs> I've been impressed with it so far. If it has any of the perks that the Pixel 3 XL had... Yeah, it might be a step backward from the Pixel 3 XL, but you're still getting all the shit that the well, Pixel no, Brian, 3 Brian, XL No, Brian, Brian, it's one better. Well, you know, <laughs> again, power user here, so step aside, bitch. Yeah, so I like it. If you're out there, you're on the fence. Uh, I'm pleasantly surprised so far. That's good. Uh, we can't move away from the news without mentioning Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> and I've been playing through uh, Pokemon Sword so far and honestly man i like it i do like it i can see where a lot of the, co the complaints are coming from i mean game freak they've been 
They've played it safe for so long. Yeah. And unfortunately, with the property that they have, with it being Pokemon, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They can play it safe because people are going to buy the shit anyway. Oh, yeah. It's already sold 6 million units worldwide. <sighs> it is now the fastest selling Switch game to date ever. Holy shit. And I mean, <laughs> that's all I can say is so much for all that controversy with Dexit. And well, I mean, let's be real. Like, people were bitching the bitch. I mean, like we were saying on that other episode, the Pokedex was going to have to eventually start kind of scaling down, you know? There's just too many Pokemon. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, whatever, 10, 15, 20 years from now have a Pokemon game coming out with 3,000 <laughs> unique <laughs> yeah. characters and... You know, at that point, you're just like, gotta catch them all. (laughs) No. No. But I mean, yeah, like buying a Pokemon game, it's like, are you not going to go to the grocery store and buy milk or bread? You're going to get it if you have a Switch. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we all know how the gaming community likes it. This milk is a little bit sour. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little sour, but you drink it. But the gaming community, man, they never fail to disappoint in the complaint department. So, (laughs) yeah, I like it so far. I ended up going with uh, Score Bunny. As my starter, fire type. Uh, again, my I let my son see the lineup. I personally wanted to go Sobble. Thought he was cute. I like water types. Uh, you know, I was always was back like, in him, Pokemon. Him, him, daddy. <laughs> no, the bunny, daddy, the bunny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fine. I'll, damn I'll, it. I'll, I'll take <laughs> yep. the damn bunny. Right. But it made him happy. That's so, cool. That, and now he good. runs around going, he runs around the house going, score bunny, use ember. <laughs> score bunny, tackle. See, they lost me after red and blue, man. I was just like, um, I couldn't keep up. And then when I tried to jump into like emerald or something and all these new Pokemon showed up, I was like, ah, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> it's daunting. It is. Yeah. It is daunting. Yeah. Man, for sure. And last little bit of news. Kind of interesting. We've talked about them on this podcast before, but one of the top 10 podcasts in the world, the last podcast on the left, again, they are a quasi true crime podcast. They get into a lot of supernatural shit, a lot of just, and they keep it very comical. It's kind of awesome. our yeah, kind of our rivals. You know, yeah. We're catching up to them. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. You hear that? Hear that, Kissel? We're coming <laughs> yeah, for you. We're coming. So, the, the kind of interesting news is, obviously, they're hugely prevalent there. You can find their cast on everything. No longer. They're moving to Spotify only. Wow. And we're seeing this more and more with Spotify putting a push on acquiring podcasts. Yeah. And the rights uh, against Spotify, if you're listening, contact us. But <laughs> yeah. um, it's interesting because, I mean, it, there's no question Spotify is throwing them a boatload of money oh, to sure. do this. Yeah. And say, we want your... We want your rights, essentially, to come to the Spotify platform and just release here. So if you've been listening on anywhere else, whether it's, again, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the the list goes on. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to like them and follow them on Spotify because that's where they're moving to. Which any other podcast, I go to Spotify anyway. So, you know. Speaking of which, you can find us on Spotify. Give hey. us a like and follow. Yeah. You can actually find us pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. You know, until we're like we get- herpes, we're everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and you can never get rid of us. Yeah. <laughs> Once you pop, that fun don't stop. <laughs> Fandom at random style. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into our random reaction this week. Yes. And this week's random reaction is the Mandalorian. 
I have spoken. <laughs> so good. So good. So, again, I mentioned this is a random reaction. Um, there's only been two episodes. Yeah. As of, as of us recording this, again, on a hashtag Fandom Friday, the... The third episode actually airs today. It released today. Yeah. We have not watched it yet. Not yet. Uh, but we're going to be checking it out this weekend. I'm sure we'll have some thoughts on it that we'll quickly talk and gloss over next week. Yeah. But None of this episode-by-episode episode bullshit. No, we're going to wait for the series to come out and but, then review it. But two episodes have come out. Um, Disney. Oh, Brian. Sorry. Brian's dude. spilling some beers over there, I man. I am. Not a lot, but just enough. <laughs> Slurp it up. So, um, we... We have we've seen the first two episodes. Many of you, many of you have seen the first two episodes. Brian's looking for paper towel right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's not going anywhere. I think we're good. Slurp it up! Yeah. Come on, drink it. There we go. <laughs> so, um, again, first two episodes. What do you think initially, right off the bat, dude? I love them. I mean, I had my doubts i had my skepticism but all in all i was extremely happy with the way they handled both of them the first episode a little more than the second but i think they still held on to that magic of the second you know yeah i agree and i kind of have the same thoughts as you i loved it and again i mentioned this isn't really a review more just reacting to the first two where we think the episodes are going to go yeah and at the end of this there's no question we're going to do a full-on random review Definitely. Of this entire series at the conclusion. And I mean, speaking of Star Wars, we get Rise of the Skywalker next month, man. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the other yeah. thing. Like, how does this tie into the universe? How does it um tie into the new movie coming up? Yeah. We got a lot of shit to talk about with this. Yeah, yep, yep. So right off the bat, I mean, The Mandalorian, obviously, it dropped on the Disney Plus network back on November 12th. And yep. we know that... Millions upon millions of people are already <laughs> streaming on Disney Plus. Didn't it the servers crash on Disney Plus when this happened? I think they did. I think they got them right back up and running though. <laughs> yeah. They can afford more servers oh, over, yeah, at, I'm sure over they Disney. Can. <laughs> uh so this series takes place. It's so obviously set in the Star Wars universe, uh, in a you know, galaxy yeah, far, far away. Far, far away. Uh it takes place five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Which a lot of people are confused on. Everyone I talk to, they're like, When did it take place? Uh, how how can this happen? Can, it's like so. Listen, people. Five years after the Empire Strikes Back, right? Or, no, no. Return of the Jedi. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. So, so it it's kind of the timing of it's kind of cool because again, you have at this point the Empire is quote unquote defeated. Yes. You know the, um, you know the the Republic is kind of newly reformed. And they're trying to essentially go throughout, get rid of all the, other, the the lasting imperial forces throughout the galaxy. And I mean, it, it was it was to me a clever time to set this in. Yeah, because you you get the nostalgia, yet you can create a new story because your past, you know, you're you've got that huge time gap between um, between Return of the Jedi. And the Force Awakens, so you've mm -hmm. got that window to play with. Yeah, there's a lot there to explore, and I like how the stormtroopers were like battle torn, and it, it, like they said, you know, the Mandalorian is um, exploring the outer outer reaches where the government hasn't, the Republic hasn't reached out to yet. So it's like a Wild West Star Wars, you know. Yeah, and that's that is the best way to kind of put it. Um, and again, this this was done by John Favreau, who um, you may know him as Happy Hogan from Iron Man and yeah. the Marvel films. 
Uh, and then he's been he's been so prominent since the original Iron Man. He's one of the brainchilds behind the Marvel juggernaut. You can tell he knows his shit when it comes to nerd stuff. Like Absolutely, Star Wars, the feel of the Mandalorian between the 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 in between the scenes, the like the fade in and out and the story and just the grittiness. He knows what he's doing. You yeah, know? and I mean it's already been renewed for a second season, so that's pretty telling. <laughs> yeah, but right off the bat, let's let's quickly kind of gloss over episode one here. Yeah. So, I mean, right off the bat, the intro to the series is amazing. <laughs> yep. And when you when you talk about a show, you know, a lot of times you've got that that five that five minute I call it the hook. So you cast the hook out there. Whoever's watching it, can you hook them and reel them in? This yes. show delivers, man. Oh yeah. I mean, you get the Mandalorian right off the bat. He's coming in. I mean, he's in high gear, and he's walking. He's trying to collect a bounty. He goes into this skeevy <laughs> bar on a frozen yeah. planet, and right off the bat, I just love the the quiet, yet he's just intimidating. He has that aura, and we're, for, we'll shorten this up. Instead of keep saying the, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, yeah. let's, let's call him Mando. Mando, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know. Mando, Ran he's a rando Mando. The rando Mando, yep. I like it. So, again, he... He's always wearing that full badass armor. Yeah. Just the way he walks, the confidence. It's like, you know this mofo. He can kill everyone in this room at oh, the drop yeah. of a hat. Yeah. And then the helmet, you know, it's just crazy. That thing is beautiful, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and yeah, he does he, he does a great job of um kind of exuding that confidence and that like don't fuck with me because I will blow your head off with my yeah, phaser and baser. And yeah. unfortunately, the morons in the bar didn't pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you ever wondered what happened to the Night King after Game of Thrones, he kind of came back to life, took a break, got fat, and he's in the uh, first episode of The Mandalorian, if you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of cameos. Um, no, no, the blue guy, dude, that he's after. Horatio looks, looks like a fat Night King. Am I wrong on that? A little bit. Because I was the only one that felt that way. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Um, and again, that's that's Horatio Sands, <clears throat> and he's the one. Uh, he's got the bounty on his head. Who again? He's come to collect. Yeah. And that badass little fight breaks out, and he just owns people. Uh huh. Absolutely owns people, and it's it's kick ass. It drew me in right away. I, I love that part too, where they're like they're going back to his ship. The freaking ice monsters coming, and uh, Horatio Sands' character. He's like, you know, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah and like uh, they're they're in there and the thing is like the jaw and the mar of the beast it's grabbing onto his ship he yep. can't take off and then the mandalorian that that score the soundtrack comes in with the which by the way the score on this show is probably my favorite part about it i don't know what it is but they have this like gritty heavy rock type feel it's but the they, old west meets sci-fi. Yeah, I was going to say, but they also have like a futuristic sci-fi feel to they, it. They took a western and they gave it sci-fi elements. Mm -hmm. And that's what you get in this show and it works. And that's what the show is. I mean, exactly. it's, it's sci-fi yeah. old west and it's fucking awesome. And then let me just point out right now while we're talking about that giant ice worm, the CGI. I don't think I've even seen CGI that good in a movie yet. Yeah, it's um throughout, you know, the, the costume, the set design, the props... CGI has been good, good to great. I would, I would put it. Um, so I mean, again, I they spared no away. expense. Yeah, and I love man that that oh that and the, the soundtrack wah. hits. He grabs just like he literally without even panicking stands up, 
opens the hatch. He grabs his little shock rifle, <laughs> yep. jumps down, shocks the beast, and then the, it takes off. And it's like, dude, this like this, he's killing an ant. Like, yeah. fuck off, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was badass. And then you get that funny little, you know, again Horatio Sands character. He's trying to make conversation in the hatch, and he's he ain't he's just looking forward. Yeah, he's not. He's like, it. dude, he's bitch. You're my bounty. Yep. Shut up. I got what I want. <laughs> He ends Your up property now, and it's guy. so great. I love too. Like he's walking in the back of the ship after and down there, and you slowly he starts seeing everyone else frozen in carbonite. I'm like <laughs> yeah. oh shit! Like ah, uh, what's happening right now? <laughs> you know, I love that. He's like you know, I'm, he says something like you know, I'm never gonna get to go to. It's like life day or something like that. Yeah, and it's just probably not. Probably not. And <laughs> so again, the his his lines are used sparingly, but they're they're just so effective yeah i i absolutely love it and, and dude, what they and what they do to his voice is amazing too because yeah i'm like, a fan of that too it sounds like him but they also tweak it a little bit and i love it so yeah after that he goes <clears throat> back and he goes to essentially cash his bounties in and who else man carl weathers dude carl weathers which one of the only problems i had was i didn't know if they were trying to like use him in a lando role at first it's so funny because people back in the day they made that mistake all the time between him and billy d williams <laughs> yeah and they they would go oh, carl weathers you were uh you were lando right it's like no <laughs> yeah and it's like no no it took me a second but finally i realized it but yeah it was cool that cameo you know he was handing out bounties fucking he's the what do they call it the leader of the something guild um so no he's um, essentially he gives out the bounties or he's giving out bounties and he was saying that uh, Mando was showing up and because he's within the bounty guild and he was saying okay. that a lot of people right now after the fall of the empire they're not afraid to let things get sloppy so people aren't willing to pay guild rates right and that's when he says hey you know I've got I've got a bounty for you if yeah. you're willing to take it deep pockets so he goes to check it out, and who do we see, man? Stormtroopers. <laughs> yep. Stormtroopers immediately goes up. It's the Empire. All and like rusty, you mentioned, busty. Yeah, it was it was great because yep. at this point, it's five years removed. Uh, the Empire is a shell of itself. Again, we haven't seen the the First Order from Force Awakens yet. Really, yeah. kind of realign themselves. They look kind of like the Stormtroopers of the Resistance now. You know, they're kind of like in beat up armor and. Um they look like they've been through war. It's just, it's cool to turn around and see like a dirty stormtrooper <laughs> because they're all pristine white all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was it was just really cool. And there's this cool scene where like another um, another Imperial, I guess like a scientist, Imperial scientist walks in. Immediately, Mando, you know, raises his rifle and yeah. like his this and that. And all the stormtroopers point at him and they're all like, you know, hey, we, we've got you four to one and you just get... I like those odds. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's got a soft voice, but that would scare me. I'd be like, oh, fuck. You're right. Here, take my fucking take my blaster. I don't want it anymore. Which <laughs> I'm know? sorry to me. Like, we've seen the stormtroopers shoot. The safest place to be <laughs> is in a stormtrooper's sights. Dude, you'd need 12 stormtroopers just to get grazed. Never mind four, you know? Um, which, by the way, that scientist is from Rogue One, right? Is it? I think that's the dude who delivers the message to um what's his face there? Is it not? Cuz you you might I I have to go back and I look. I swore that that was um her father's messenger and he delivered the message to um 
lazy eye there. What's his fucking name? Oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker, yeah. <laughs> Remember they eye. have a bag over Man, his head? Man, you got Forrest Whitaker eye. <laughs> you got Forrest, <laughs> you know. Um, they put a bag over his head, they take it off, and he's like, I'm here to, do, to deliver a message, you know. I think that's I'll have the to go same back dude. and look. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's the same guy. I meant Rogue... to research it before we got here. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm glad you mentioned Rogue One though, because again, we. The thing I liked about Rogue One, it was gritty and dark. Oh yeah. And we're definitely getting a lot of this in this film, yeah. uh, in this series, I should say, mm. which is very cool. But it still keeps it light. There's some comical shit too, which is oh, good. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, they give them that kind of under the table job, and they say, "Hey, you need to go to this desert planet." Uh, Arvala 7, I believe it was, and your target is a, it's a 50-year-old. Yeah. So you have to find a 50-year-old guy, essentially, or person. So he takes it, and I thought this was a really cool nod. Um, they actually give him a, a bar of Beskar, yeah. Beskar steel, which, I mean, that is that is sacred to the Mandalorian people. Uh, so he gives him that as a down payment. So he ends up, Mando brings it back to the Mandalorian tribe. Uh, they melt it down and they actually smith him and they craft him a pauldron of this. And so this is real quick. I know that Star Wars, Star Wars lore, but um, so Mandalore was the original planet where, you know, the Mandalorians came from and they were way back going to the old Republic. You know, they were decimated. They were essentially a warrior race. Yeah. And they, they kind of got effed over by both the Republic and the Empire at multiple points only because they were they were deemed as and seen as so dangerous because well, yeah, I mean when it when it came down to it I mean if you're talking if you're talking Jedi and Sith you know obviously they're among the most powerful entities in the entire universe that can use the force well guess what the only people that even could somewhat get close to going toe to toe with Jedi or Sith were Mandalorians yeah you know if you needed to take a if you needed to take out a Jedi or a Sith you would send a Mandalorian to do it because they were the only ones that even stood a remote chance. Which, in this show, even the first two episodes, you can absolutely believe because he's a straight-up badass, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like it. And, you know, he's badass, <clears throat> and but he's not fallible, which I like that they made him not, like, essentially a Terminator, not perfect, because uh, right after this, he lands on this planet, and he gets attacked uh, by those, I believe they were called Blurgs. Yes. And it's like, it's it's biting his arm, and then... This guy comes up, shoots a dart, knocks it out, and uh, I, I forgot. I forgot. How do you pronounce his name? Is it Cool? Yeah, or Cool. Well, um, he is cool. Cool. Yeah, Cool. <laughs> yeah. I think it's. I think it's Cool. Yeah. All right, I we're gonna go with right. that. We'll I say Cool. We're gonna go with that. Yeah. So, uh, and again, this dude comes up, and dude, it's it's Nick Nolte. See, I did not know that up until right now. I didn't know it was Nick Nolte. And this this character, man. <laughs> Uh, I loved I loved this character that Nick Nolte plays so much, and like I mentioned, it was good to see him the uh, Mandalorian uh, fail, because I didn't want to see this whole series of him just being like a lethal killing machine, this and that. It's good to see he's fallible, and it kind of makes you be like, oh shit, like he could potentially get taken out. Yeah, exactly. But he is still badass. Uh, absolutely. So he ends up yeah going to that encampment uh, to try to find it. Coil actually teaches him how to ride uh, one of the Blurgs, <laughs> and which is a funny little scene. It shows him getting tossed off, and he's yeah. kind of like, dude, he's like, you're a Mandalorian. Yeah. He's like, man up. You can do this. Because he's about to, he's like, I'll just walk or something like that, right? Or he's like, don't you have a speeder or something I can oh, use? Oh, right, right, yeah. Don't you have a speeder? Yeah. 
So long story short, he learns how to ride it. Uh, Coil brings him to this encampment. It's heavily armored, tons of guards. So he's kind of waiting it out, figuring out what he wants to do. And then who else walks up but the bounty hunter droid, <laughs> IG-11. <laughs> and again, we keep mentioning all these cameos. Dude, it's Taco Watiti, man. Taco Watiti. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So again, if you haven't, um, we've I mentioned didn't Taco know about that one. Yeah. yeah, we've mentioned Taco Watiti on the show multiple times. He plays, um, oh my god, from the Marvel films, uh, Korg, Korg from uh, Thor. Right. Yeah. You know Ragnarok and get out of here, stupid ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey Thor. Oh, hey Thor. <laughs> hey, let me have you talk to one of my friends. His <laughs> name is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, you know, talk with TD and he's done again. We mentioned flight of the Concords, uh, what we do in the shadows, supremely funny dude. And it was no exception here. He voices this, you know, essentially killer bounty droid and Mando's like, <laughs> ah, shit. So he runs up, they start kind of working together out of necessity. Yeah. Otherwise, take, you know, yeah. To kind of take, take out all these different people. And it, multiple times it looks like they're cornered and he's like, I will begin self-destruct. <laughs> I will begun, <laughs> begin self-destruct. No, no, not yet. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like then, you know, it, again, this is this is what makes Mandalorians uh, so awesome is, you know, they can adapt to pretty much any situation. They end up getting that huge blaster rifle. Dude, uh, the way he captures that fucking space minigun, like chain gun, was amazing. Oh, he, he just, shoots out the... shoot. Yeah, and he hops on the thing and just spins, and he's like... You know, yeah. Again, it, there's so many awesome sequences. I basically, so. cream myself. I was like, Pedro Pascal, <laughs> be my boyfriend. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> um, but seriously, that was probably my favorite moment in the first episode. Was just him spinning on that minigun and just taking out fucking what fifteen of those. Oh yeah, fighters there. Yeah, and it it was so cool. Again, we mentioned his armor before, but it's it's functional. I mean, it's very extremely protective. We saw we saw him take on blaster hits dead on. I meant to ask and you still this be too. Okay. Yeah, his helmet is Beskar, no? So I believe all of the Mandalorian armor is Beskar. Yeah, and it looks like like it looks kind of like an RPG game here. We're going to be building up his armor throughout the uh, series. So that's the thing. It's like I think I think the the rest of the armor. I think slowly but surely, like in a perfect world, I think they want their entire armor set to be Beskar. Yeah, because it's pretty much indestructible. It's pretty much adamantium. Yeah, uh, but vibranium. Yeah, vibranium. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean, it, I just want to give again props to Pedro Pascal because, again, he's behind an helmet, uh, behind a helmet, and in this armor the entire episode. Yet, man, he did a great job, and he still portrayed like emotion and character. Seriously, and he yeah. wasn't a robot. No, yeah, not at all. The second episode is way better as um, expressing that as well, you know. But um, but again, I mean, we need to mention the end of this episode, which again, yeah. spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So they go in, uh, they follow the little tracker to try to find who the bounty is. It's freaking baby Yoda, freaking baby Yoda, dude, the cutest creature to ever grace us with their presence on in media period yeah so yeah. i know you mentioned so you watched this with your girlfriend taylor who's yep. a huge star wars fan my oh, wife's yeah. a pretty big star wars fan and i don't know if taylor did what my wife did but she immediately she was like eee. oh yeah every five seconds when like i said yoda blinked yoda talked yoda moved eee! oh my god he's so cute <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> it was, and even me on the inside, I was saying that, but you know, I had to be all, all right, you gotta, rough and gruff. And of I was course. like, yeah, I guess he's cute, you know, <laughs> kind of like a puppy. <laughs> um, but God damn, I, that was I was blown away. I'm like, is that literally a baby Yoda? <laughs> yeah. So again, you see, they discover this. They kind of say, what is this? And IG11, the bounty droid, immediately pulls out his blaster. Says, all right, let's. I uh, must. I must eliminate the target. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of see Mando look down. He looks at the baby, lifts his blaster, and actually blows away. Yeah. IG11 pops him. And then he takes uh, takes baby Yoda in his little floating carriage and. Makes a run for it. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I mean, first episode again, I thought it was awesome. I I think it hit all the right notes. People were saying it was slow. I'm like, at what point does that episode seem slow to you? A giant gunfight in the middle of a desert rebel town. Um, a giant ice worm trying to stop one of his bounties. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think it was slow at all. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe some of the middle. Maybe. Could have been. But, it, but they're only 40 minutes. And that's one thing that pissed me off. I found out they were only like 37 minutes long. Well, episode two was shorter than the first episode as well. That was only about exactly. half an hour. I think we went from like 41 minutes to 37 minutes on um, the second episode. So that's kind of aggravating in a world where everything's an hour long. You know? Yeah. Well, if that's our one complaint about the show is the fact that we want more of it. Yeah. I think mission accomplished They're on their end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So again, episode two we mentioned starts out. He's uh, taking Baby Yoda from his ship. He's actually getting attacked by other mercenaries because, again, that open bounties on the infant so they can kind of track him down. Yeah. So they get back to Mando's ship, and it's just been stripped <laughs> by the little assholes of the Star Wars <laughs> universe. Shit bags, the Jawas. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Freaking Jawas, man. Mm. They're the worst. Seriously, they're like fucking bed bugs. They don't leave you alone. <laughs> and they're they're not even that dangerous. They're more just annoying. <laughs> yeah. They're so, like uh, an itch you can't scratch. And I love the know? fact that, you know, he's trying to, he's like literally scaling their sand crawler and <laughs> they're throwing like things out the windows and they're <laughs> hitting them in the head. shit. Yeah. And he gets to the top of it and it's like. And that's what I love. Like. He's still being all badass while he's climbing and this and that. He gets to the top looking all badass. <laughs> and they just shock him. And, he's, <laughs> and, and then, then he falls. fucking lands on the ground with like an impact. And oh, he's yeah. like, oh, that must have hurt. And you just you see know? Baby Yoda look up like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh... Was this before or after your Baby Yoda tries to help heal him? This is so that night... That okay, night, yeah, they make yeah. camp. And I didn't want to like, there. jump the gun, yeah. But. And you see Baby Yoda, he gets out of his little floating carriage thing. Which, I mean, oh my God. Baby Yoda walking in his little fucking bathrobe was the cutest oh, thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And and you see him like start to lift his little hand up yeah. towards the wound. His shocker hand. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> <laughs> give it the cons the force shocker. <laughs> I made that joke with Taylor. It didn't fly too well. <laughs> hey baby, you want me to give it the Yoda tonight? I was doing almost exactly like that. <laughs> Use my force. So you, you know he's baby he's, Yoda. You. you can see him like, and I, this to me like this made me laugh out loud because. The Mandalorian, he's trying to tend to his wound, and then he turns away. He's trying to do something else. And little baby Yoda walks up very cutely, sneakily, 
and he's lifting his hand. He starts closing his eyes towards yeah. the wound, like he's he's trying to use the force to try to like oh, yeah. close the wound or heal it. And Mando literally just looks at like, "What are you doing?" He <laughs> he picks him up like a baby and just puts him right back in the carriage. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You stay in there, <laughs> like bad boy, yeah. bad baby," <laughs> you know. And it's just it's so funny and which and we got to remember he's fifty years old too. He's not like an infant baby, you know. Yeah, exactly. So they go back the following day and they see uh, Kuil again, who, dude, I love this guy, man. Oh, my again, God. I I'm, have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> and he's like, all right, Mando, let's go back. Let's get the components to your ship. We'll hunt down the Jawas and um, I can help you fix this shit. Yeah. So they go back. Um, they have their little talk with the Jawas. Again, pretty funny. Another part I loved when they're, they're in uh, Kuil's you know, little, uh, like, land speeder thingy, and they're going up, and, you know, a bunch of the Jawas are saying, because they see the Mandalorian, they're all like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. Because he still has all his, you know, he's got his rifle out. He's like, you know, you must put your weapons away. He's like, it's my religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's part of my religion. Yeah. That was so badass, dude, you know? When yeah. it's part of your religion to carry a gun, I'm on board with it. Sign yeah. me up. Christen me. <laughs> fucking throw some holy water at me. I don't care. <laughs> and I love it. Like they sit down on their little things and they're trying to barter back and forth. And at one point he just shoots flames at one of them. And they're like, ah! <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm done bartering. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, uh, at this I mean, point, and they just owned him too. Like he's I know. already embarrassed. He got shit whipped by Jawas and <laughs> now he's going to give up his weapons and walk into their camp. You know, <laughs> it is. I mean, in this, this to me was the perfect episode of you had episode one where especially the first five minutes, he seems like an unbeatable, indestructible killing machine. Yeah. And now in episode two, you know, he still is that thing. But he's been brought down so much. But he's much. actually like a person. Like the thing I loved about episode two, right? Normally you have this badass like fighter warrior action star, this cliche thing. They don't have feelings. They don't have a heart. They're not grateful for anything. You know what I mean? But multiple times throughout this episode, he tells Kuil, he's like, I can't thank you enough. Let me repay you. Let me have you work for me. Like he actually is a nice dude. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Or most, he at least, yeah, at the very least has a code. He has a code or something. But most of these guys are like just hate people, hate life, and are just miserable. This guy actually has a little bit of generosity and um, empathy, you know? Well, keep in mind, I mean, the Mandalorians, yes. I mean, they are a warrior race. They are bounty hunters, but... It's out of necessity. I mean, their planet was pretty much fucking obliterated. Yeah. They got all of, you know, their best car steel, which they is sacred to them. It was all stolen pretty much by the Empire. Yep. And, you know, they they were scattered. They were kind of scattered throughout the outskirts of the universe. So, I yeah. mean, the Mandalorians have had a tough life. But they just, you know, they, they seem like real people. Yeah. Or he seems like a real person rather than some mindless drone who's out there collecting bounties and fucking killing people you know <laughs> yeah no no absolutely and i like the before we get on the, you notice they did a couple like little quick flashbacks yeah very quick and very dude one thing i love about this show when they're doing like the metal working and like when they were working on a ship and when the best car was getting melted down for that uh pauldron in that pauldron they do this like 
I don't know, this montage of like quick cutscenes, and it just, I don't know why I love well, it. We're, we're going to speak about montages in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But let's get into, so they the job was all saying, you know, get the egg. <laughs> yeah. The egg. What do they call it? Dua or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's like, you know, the egg. And, you know, they, they end up going to essentially this hole in the ground and where they tell him the egg is, but there's a beast down there that guards the egg. Yeah. So he's like, all right. He fully straps up. You know, he gets, he's got his, he's got his rifle. He's got his pistol. He's got his armor. Yep. You know, he goes down there, puts got his baby suit. Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, baby Yoda, stay, stay, stay. <laughs> you know, puts his little flashlight on in his helmet. He's looking all around in there. And then he turns and you just see the eye open. And then he's like, he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, crap. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and you just see him get slammed out of the hole. And he starts this fight with this, again, this giant beast. <clears throat> And it's pretty cool. You know, he's kind of trading blows back and forth. His gun ends up jamming. He gets his ass whooped, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, you know, he's in a tough spot. His armor's in disarray. You can see it starting to short circuit out. Yeah. And you see, again, you look over at little baby Yoda. Lift, he's doing the shocker. The shocker. <laughs> and he, it's up in the air. It's coming. And he's just, he's concentrating, closing the yeah. eyes, and goddamn, it's adorable. Oh, my God. And right before <laughs> my this. My heart, my heart. <laughs> so, again, right before this creature can essentially lay the killing blow to the Mandalorian, it just slowly floats in the air. Yeah. And it can't move. Just. And the Mandalorian looks over. And he sees little baby Yoda with the hands out, concentrating and <laughs> yeah. shaking. And he's like, what the f <laughs> Yeah. So. And mind you, it was huge when Luke took a lightsaber with the force and made it come to him. Now we're seeing like baby Yoda, who's barely old enough to open his eyes, lift a fucking creature the size of a building, you know? Yeah, and it has to be, I mean, the assumption is that whatever, obviously he's of Yoda's race. Yeah. And the assumption is that, or at least what they're leading us to believe is whatever race that is, they must be highly force sensitive. Exactly. Because, I mean, Yoda was top tier. Yeah. You know, when it came to force abilities. So. He had a natural, yeah, natural yeah. affinity for the force, yeah. We're not going to talk about midichlorians. No. F that shit. <laughs> didn't happen. It didn't happen. You mean the midichlorian? <laughs> so, uh, again, he uses it, and then eventually the beast drops, but it's long enough that Mando can situate his combat knife, go in for the killing blow right in the neck, ends up killing it. Which shows how surgical they are. Absolutely. Like one spot on a giant beast, and he goes down. Yeah, he was able to analyze what the kill point was, yep. and that gave him enough time to go in and execute. It's a kill shot. It's a kill shot. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, he collects the egg, comes out, and baby Yoda, he's he's out. Out He's napping. Con. Dude, he's hung over, and he <laughs> is sleeping it it's off. It's just so cute. I mean, he looks milk drunk. He's just <laughs> laying back. He's smiling. Yeah. So wicked cute. They end up going back to the Jawas, and, you know, Kuil sees them, kind of smiles. He they're gives, about to leave on him. Yeah, yeah, they're about to yeah. leave. He gives them the egg, not knowing what the significance Which is. Which I saw this coming from a mile away. I don't know why, but yeah. So, again, he hands the egg to the Jawas. The Jawas look up at him. They go, you know, <laughs> lift it in the air. They all run up. They smash the top, yep. and they just start they eating just the start, yolk. It's a fucking snack for them. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. he almost just died. 
<laughs> over trying to get this egg just to get his ship repaired, it's, his own parts that they stole, it's just like, so they could have a snack. It's like Woody Harrelson in Zombieland, dude. He almost dies to get a Twinkie. Just oh, so yeah. he can taste a Twinkie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you fought for a snack for the jo- little shithole Jawas. You yeah, know? so I, I absolutely love that. So at this point, um, they get all the, the repair parts they need or the original parts for his ship. They drag them all back. And the Mando's like, you know, this would take, you know, this would take a an actual ship repair bay at least. What did he say? Like three days? Uh, yeah. Like three, three days to three repair. Days to a week or and something. And then Coil's like, you know, well, we better get started. Mm. And he's like, he turns to him and he, and he's pretty much like, oh, I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. And I love how when he says that, you're like, shit, I better shut up. But <laughs> I'm looking at this ship and I mean, this thing is in complete disarray. And they do like... They almost do like a classic 80s montage yeah. over the next one to two minutes. Like, I'm hoping that somebody hops on YouTube and or actually takes this clip and puts that like classic 80s montage workout music <laughs> over it. Yeah. Of them, like, you know. Yeah. And like, they're, you know, they're helping each other out. They're fixing here, repairing this, this and that. And lickety split. I need a hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> And it, the entirely gutted ship seemingly is fixed within like 24 hours between two people. Well, for somebody who can end a conversation with, I have spoken, you got to think you can repair a ship in 24 hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he, they fixed it lickety split. I don't, I don't think the, they really, the, I don't <laughs> think they allude to how long it took them. The only thing I can think of, it was all cosmetic. It seems like they took all the outside metal or some shit. I don't know, but... I don't know. The inside of his ship was trash, too. It was, but I'm trying to be uh, optimistic here, <laughs> you know? You know, I thought it would have been better if after they did that, the Jawas came back. Yeah. And, like, a lot of them helped put the ship back together. That would have been cool. But, I mean, Jawas are little ship eggs. So Actually, yeah. They only, they only steal. They, they only steal. Yeah. They don't repair. <laughs> they don't repair. <laughs> but... Yeah, so all that happens, and then they kind of have him and Kawil have their little bit of a send off. And I mean, you mentioned it before, Mando. You know, I I can't repay you enough. Yeah, you know, why don't you come with me? Like he's actually fucking grateful. Yeah, that you never see that in action movies. They're always like, heh, cool. Yeah, bye. And, you know, <laughs> so he you can tell like he's he's, he's very empathetic. <laughs> yeah. So you know, they say their goodbyes, and Kawil's like, you know, thank you, I can live in peace now takes off with his newly repaired ship and they're in there again he looks at baby yoda who's still out turns his head back and then you see baby yoda wake up waking up from his milk his force hangover yeah (laughs) yeah and then the episode ends so at this point we're two episodes in we have some quick theories and thoughts before we end this episode first of which probably the biggest what's mando gonna do with baby yoda is he going to hand them over to the Imperials? <clears throat> is he instead going to try to protect him going forward? Maybe break his Mandalorian code or contract in the process? What well, do you think? I think that they're really going to drag it out, which I'm not opposed to because Mando with Baby Yoda is a perfect dynamic and I'm all about it. So I don't think they're going to make him make a decision at least for another three, four, what is there, eight in the series? Maybe 10. Yeah, but keep in mind, he doesn't, he almost doesn't have a choice because there's multiple other people throughout the galaxies searching for this that they have an open bounty. Yeah, but he already got the Beskar too. 
you know he no got, he only got that was that was only a forward sample they said oh, they okay. have they have a trove of it got it um which he mentioned to his again that armor or their i don't know if she's one of the leaders of the mandalorians or fun not Fun fact that was carla um the ufc fighter there i can't remember her full name but uh they're revealing her as the actress for really that yeah for that lady but um i think they're gonna drag it out a little bit maybe two three episodes um where he keeps getting sidetracked or people are attacking him to take back baby yoda whatever in the end i don't think he's gonna return him. i don't it looks like they're going down the route of like he starts caring about him and not wanting to give him to the i mean that it already empire, it already saved you know? his life yeah and i did find it kind of interesting too that i think him and Kuil were talking after and Kuil they were explaining what happened with baby yoda using the force and they almost seemed like they didn't really understand yeah what happened which is surprising to me with well i also meant to ask this too does the mandalorian and Kuil, do they know about Yoda? Like, is he is he like the Brad Pitt of the Force? <laughs> do people know him? You know, I mean, no. So, I mean, if you go back to the prequels when they ended, so again, the Republic disbanded, the Empire took over, Order sixty six happened, they annihilated the Jedi. Yeah, and at that point, it was really, you know, it was it was the the nitty gritty. It was just so, the Emperor and Vader. Basically, and then obviously Obi Wan and Yoda, but yeah, we were in seeing, hiding. We're seeing this little baby, the child, and we're like, "Holy fuck, it's Baby Yoda!" You know, it's but, not actually Baby Yoda. It's yeah, just that no. it's what we call it because we don't know. It doesn't have a name yet, and we're just associating it with Yoda's race. Exactly. But we see that and think, you know, oh my god, it looks like Yoda. They see it and it's like, what is this? Well, keep in mind <laughs> you know? in their in their lifetime, they they wouldn't have seen that because again, this is five years exactly. This is five years after Return, and Yoda was nine hundred years old. You know, so you know you're talking. I'd have to see exact timeline wise, but I'm thinking all of those events. It was at least I think at least like fifty, sixty years. Yeah, after the prequels. Actually, no, I don't. No, it wouldn't have been that. After it wouldn't prequels. have been that long. It wouldn't have been that long. I think it was forty or fifty years. Yeah, I it think you're right. But I mean, that's still long enough that I, I don't know. People can forget. But and again, most of the Jedi were annihilated. But I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see if they explain that better. Maybe they do say you know I think he's a Jedi or maybe he's he's one with the Force. Whatever. Well, whatever I mean, say. there's no doubt he is of the species that Yoda is. I mean, I think we can surmise that, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's fair to say. And then we have, you know, Yettle, female Yoda. Yep. She died sacrificing herself for Obi-Wan and Anakin, I believe. Mm -hmm. And what was that, 50-ish years ago? 55, 60 years ago? We don't know. We know I'd have to. I'd have to check the exact timeline. Uh, but, me too. Um, but in any case, it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. Uh, he is highly sensitive to the Force. He's powerful. And, and he loves napping. He loves napping, and he looks like Yoda. So there's a lot that can come from it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Will we see the Mandalorian's face by the end of season one? And he's valuable to basically everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence about it. And we heard multiple people 
you know, even Horatio Sanz's character at the beginning said, you know, is it true you guys never take off your armor? Yeah. Which that's not really like a canon thing. I mean, even if you go back to the prequels, you know, Jango Fett, who was obviously a Mandalorian, he took his armor off all the time. Yeah. I mean, one of the things with Mandalorians is they don't take their armor off because it's their most prized possession. Yeah. Especially if it's made of Duskar. It's essentially part of their religion. Um, I think they're really leaning heavily on keeping him... I'm fine with it. Armored I, up. I, I'm fine with it. I'm if, fine if with they it decided to do it, Pedro yeah. Pascal's fine with it. I mean, it sucks for See, him. That he is fucking amazing in the armor. So I'd say if he wasn't that great at expressing the character through the armor, then yes. But he does an amazing job under the armor. So I don't think they're going to show his face. Well, it's funny because I'll, I'm going to do a quick tangent here. Um, we're going to stick with it's it's relative, I swear. But anyone listening. If you're an anime fan, check out Goblin Slayer. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you right now, the character of Goblin Slayer literally is the Mandalorian. Like, I, I guarantee you, like, John Favreau must have been watching Goblin Slayer <laughs> when he when they designed this character. Whoever was where, or maybe Pedro Pascal was watching it. But, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I'm telling you, watch season one of Goblin Slayer, and he literally, he is. He is the Mandalorian and vice versa. <laughs> it, it's un believable and i've seen the first episode of goblin slayer and i can concur that it absolutely vice versa is mandal the manda slayer you know <laughs> and there's already you can literally type it in and there's already people that have made this comparison online they've yeah. got pictures like with side-by-side -side shots of the mandalorian and the goblin slayer armor it's it's identical it's fun. yeah but all right so i mean are we gonna get any more prominent star wars cameos I think, in season one, like, will we ever see a a C three PO or an R two D two or any I of the think other characters? More like Jabba the Hutt, I could see him coming in. Oh, he's dead. Oh, yep, you're right. Yeah, Leia strangled and killed him at this point because it's five years later. Five years later, yeah. C three PO, I could see. I mean, I could see a droid. I could see because obviously yeah. it couldn't be any of the human characters. No, it would have to be one of the aliens that you could put in makeup. I could see a couple of them. Is yeah, it gonna be definitely. an Ewok. <laughs> if they don't throw an Ewok in there, I'm boycotting. No, I'm I mean you could you could theoretically. I mean you Danger. could do you could do uh you could do Chewy at some point. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, think they would go as big as like Han. I mean, well, you, you couldn't. You couldn't do Han. Yeah, no. Chewy. I think I don't think they do Chewy. No. But R two D two. I could definitely see that. But I'm with you. I mean, I'm curious to what see. What about BB-8? I don't know the history on BB-8, so could he make an appearance? Uh, it depends on when he was made. Yeah. I mean, again, he's obviously I think we The could Force Awakens roughly 40, 50 years later, so. I think we could possibly see something where maybe BB-8 is like half made in a factory that he's passing through or something like that. Possible. Dude, I could see something like that happening for sure. Yeah. So it remains to be seen. I'm still... Very confident that by the end of this show, there will be more connections to uh, the rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, coming out uh, in other future movie universes. Because this show has been in the works for how long now? Two years. Ah, uh, two years about. About two years. Yeah. So, and I, I would imagine they'd have to have some connections. Yeah. And I'm hoping, man. I I want more of this shit. I know we're getting some of the the Marvel, uh, unique series. We're getting the Loki. Plus, we're getting, um, the Winter Soldier. Falcon. Captain Falcon Winter Soldier, yep. We're getting that as well. So 
I know there's some WandaVision. Some, yeah, WandaVision. So mm-hmm. we're getting we're getting some Marvel, more Marvel shows. I'm hoping we do get more of these original Star Wars well, shows. Well, we got the Obi-Wan spin-off too. Yep. So I'm coming I'm, up. Yeah. I'm hoping it can stay this quality. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to me, I would love it too, even if they go back. Go back even older. Go back to like the old Republic. Yes. I mean, talk about like Darth Revan or something like that. That'd be amazing. Right. Or even, dude, take Knights of the Old Republic game. Turn it into a TV show. Yeah. I mean, that you that know? essentially is, you know, the Old Republic. That's yeah. what it's all based off of. So, I mean, if they could take that, there's so much lore in the Star Wars universe. Never even mind the expanded universe, which Disney kind of poo-pooed on a little bit, mm-hmm. saying yeah, that's no longer canon. No longer but, canon, but guess yeah. what? They're Disney. They can do whatever the hell they want. So. Yeah, dude. They rule the world. I'm. They got a monopoly on the earth, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no, that'd be cool to see what they could uh, expand into, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's about it, right? I mean, we covered covered the first two episodes. Again, I mean, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm excited for episode three. I think it's eight. It's going to be eight episodes total. I think eight episodes. Yeah. So should what do you think? It's a reaction. So I don't know. Would should we give it a number right now and match it up to what we think at the end of the season? Yeah, you know that's that's a good idea. (laughs) Why don't we guess to one through ten? One through ten, whereabouts we're going to be. I would say as of right now. Yep. Honestly, it's close, man. I'm probably close to a nine. I think I'm between an 8.5 and a nine. I really, really like it. You know what? Well, you underestimated a little more than me because I would have gave it a 9.2 right now. Yeah. I, I like it so much just above a nine and i think if they can keep up the quality it may be even higher yeah but yeah so my initial right my now, initial lot right now i would probably give it a nine yep and i but, go in, you know 9.2 just to be specific <laughs> but i'll be curious by the end of this series where we're at hopefully again the quality stays up hopefully more surprises yeah and, uh i'm excited man me too but that being said yeah it's good to be back in studio we've got may a lot of stuff to cover force be with you <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, we've Thanksgiving next week, man. Yeah. Speaking of which, we've got a very special Thanksgiving-themed episode for we you. sure do. Going to be thankful for all the good stuff in our lives. Especially you randos. Very yes. thankful for you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with us. And later. Later.